Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Lauren and this is Liam. Hello. And we have a lot of pop culture pretty much coming at you. I felt like for a few weeks, everyone was kind of just focused on the Rona happening. But now I think people have gotten bored of it. It's like, you know what, let's get back to our usual shenanigans. First up, Alyssa Milano. She's kind of getting brought through the ringer over some allegations of Me Too hypocrisy over Joe Biden. We'll let you guys decide how you feel about that. Then Louis C.K., speaking of Me Too, uh, he has a new comedy special, so we've seen it. We're going to be talking about it. Some people, predictably, not too much fans of it. Uh, then the World Health Organization seems to be coming out with some pretty totalitarian measures. They're part of the UN. You guys maybe by now know how I feel about the UN, but we'll be talking about them as well. Then finally, we're going to be checking some celebrity female privilege with Amber Heard and Adele exciting stuff. Uh, so good show. But first, I want to thank our sponsors, Black Rifle Coffee. Um, they are a veteran owned and operated premium small batch roast to order coffee company for people who love America. They import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast to order their coffees for you after you place an order to assure that to ensure that you receive the freshest coffee available. And all Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available for purchase in whole bean and ground varieties. And they also have many roasts available in their single serve coffee rounds that you can of course put into your coffee machine. Uh, those are the ones that we have and it's just, it's a lot easier in the morning. You don't need to worry about it. Just, you know, put the little pot in, press and you're good to go. Uh, the best way to enjoy this freedom filled coffee is with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. You choose the amount and the blend that you crave and they offer it to you at a special discounted price, ship free directly to your home or office every month. I am a sucker for subscription boxes. I am a sucker for any food products. This is a, a perfect marrying of my two passions. So wake up to America's Coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash Lauren. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Lauren. And you can enter the discount code Lauren to receive 20% off your first order of any coffee products, including Black Rifle Coffee Club. So Alyssa Milano, you guys may know her as that actress from Charmed. Uh, she was also the inspiration behind the way that Ariel from The Little Mermaid was drawn. A lot of people don't know that, but... I didn't know that. Yeah. Like that in the original... The Disney one from the 90s. 90s. Like, yeah, they used mm. her face as kind of like, a, that's why she kind of looks like Ariel. I don't know. If... I've never noticed that. I mean, to be fair, a lot of those like cartoony faces, they, they, all, look they the all look similar. Yeah. Right? But now you guys know. And uh, so she's actually in a lot of ways become better known for being a political activist rather than a celebrity. Um, so we've done segments about her talking about her attempt at an abortion protest. She was upset about abortion restrictions. So she actually, to own the cons, uh, was promoting abstinence, unironically. She called it a sex strike. I don't know if you guys remember that episode. Uh, that she's, was rich. Yeah, it was, like it was amazing. Uh, she's also been a huge supporter of the Me Too movement, huge critic of Trump on Twitter. If you didn't know who she was before this, I, I feel like just going off of this list, you can get a sense of the type of person she is and her politics. So she's in the news now because, like I said, some apparent hypocrisy. She came out and endorsed Biden in the Democratic primary. Um, but of course, for Biden, in addition to his just generally, it seems not knowing how to touch children appropriately. Um, Biden now actually has fully fledged allegations of sexual misconduct against him. We're not just talking about creepy Joe sniffing people. Uh, one of his former staffers back from when he was in the Senate in the 90s claims that she was assaulted by him, that he molested her. He went all up in her business trying to keep things family friendly. If you haven't heard of it, her name's Tara Reid. You can look up the allegations yourself. And actually, I wouldn't be surprised if you'd never heard of it because these these allegations, they've received shockingly little attention in the mainstream media. Have you noticed? Uh, yeah, I have noticed that. 
you know, I think these allegations actually, they, if I'm not mistaken, they came out years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't and the first just, time. They just sort of resurfaced recently. And uh, yeah, it's been getting more attention now, which is good. Um, it's kind of weird because my, like when I look at Joe Biden, I'm like, oh, he's so old. Should we even punish him? But then it's like, wait. But then should we should he be president? Be <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, it is. No, it's, it's true. Yeah. Especially like, I mean, Biden, I think he's just a year younger or something than Bernie Sanders. But mentally, if we're talking about what's going on, I feel like Biden's mental decline is a lot more apparent. And now because obviously Alyssa Milano is this huge Me Too advocate, I mean, she was really vocal during Kavanaugh and stuff, which we'll, we have some examples of. When these allegations against Biden kind of came out and now they're getting more popular, a lot of people were saying, okay, hang on, Alyssa, shouldn't you do something about this? Don't you care about this? Uh, and she hadn't said anything. She kind of kept quiet. Finally, though, she appeared on a podcast this past week and discussed why she was still supporting Biden, even with these accusations. And we have that clip here. So I believe that um, even though we should believe women, and that is an important thing, and what that statement really means is like, you know, for so long, the the go-to has been not to believe them. So really, we have to sort of societally change that mindset to believing women. But that does not mean at the expense of not, um, you know, giving men their due process and and investigating situations and giving, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be fair in in both directions. So I just want to say, there's nothing wrong with what she said there. I agree with her completely. Right? Yeah, no, I, that she that sounds reasonable. Is, that's a reasonable take right there. Yeah, absolutely. I was impressed by by what she was saying because of the initial believe all women stuff was believe all women was, uh, no yeah. matter what. Yeah, and I think right. you know being there for victims of sexual assault and wanting to hold people in positions of power accountable for the crimes. That doesn't have to mean we go against due process. And, you know, that's, I think, what people like us have been saying from the beginning. It's not either or. So I I appreciated what she had to say there. And, uh, you know, she continued in the interview explaining why with Biden, especially because she felt she feels like she's known him for, I think she mentioned, 15 years. She just, after looking into these allegations herself, didn't feel like there was uh, much, much to support them, as she explains here. I did my work and I and I spoke to Time's Up and I just don't feel comfortable throwing away a decent man that I've known for 15 years. Yep. Um, in this in this time of complete chaos, without there being a thorough investigation, yep. I'm sure that mainstream media would be jumping all over this as well. If if you know. If they we weren't in a pandemic, uh, oh, or yeah, if there was more, if there was more credible, if there was evidence you know, if, that was, if they found more evidence or, or through it. their investigate. So I'm just kind of staying quiet about it. And she kind of doubled down on this on Twitter, this idea that it's not either we believe women or we get rid of due process. Uh, she also pointed out here, there is something to the idea that people are going to weaponize hashtag me too for political gain. Just look at the replies here and look to see who those accounts are supporting in the primary. There always needs to be a thorough vetting of accusations. So here she's saying like, well, maybe it's political reasons why all these, this allegation is coming out uh, seems like Bernie supporters are supporting this. I think that's perfectly fine to remark, right? Mm-hmm. But what I think a lot of people have a problem with is if you look at her previous work with Me Too, kind of seems like she's done a little bit of a 180. Yeah. Right? And, and frankly, 
like, yes, her opinions are, are going to be very different back then, but I'm also happy with the change. I, yeah, you know? I just hope it's genuine. I just hope yes. she's actually she actually believes this and isn't just doing this to like cover for Biden. If, yeah, if, if yeah. she does, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I think that this is. I I would like to applaud a more nuanced view, which is what we were saying back when. Yeah. Back when this whole Me Too stuff started happening, it was like, all right, believe all women. It's like that's that's ridiculous. Especially they, they, there were literally articles coming out saying. Okay, yeah, so what? There'll be a few innocent men that go to jail. It's a small amount of innocent men. Yeah, it was just it's, like... it's, it's, it's an acceptable collateral, basically, is what yeah. you're saying. Uh, that was actually the mentality, and here she's... I saw a male feminist saying, I'm I'm more afraid of uh, my, like, sisters or mothers being assaulted than I am of being falsely accused, as if, like, that makes them break. The, like, yeah, that's it's it, some noble statement to say, oh, yeah, throw men's rights under the table. It's like, some what? kind of zero-sum game. Yeah, too, of course. either or. Yeah. Um, yeah, so again, we it's, it's not to hate on what she's saying here. If this existed in a vacuum, would be for it. But people are very, very quick to point out right now just the amount of hypocrisy that she shows. And again, I would love to believe this is just not necessarily hypocrisy, but personal development and growth. But it kind of seems politically convenient. We have some tweets here of things she said previously. I stand in solidarity with Christine Blasey Ford. Hashtag me too. If you guys remember the uh, Kavanaugh whole debacle, Christine Blasey Ford, these were allegations even older than Biden's with even less substantiation, right? I mean, yeah. this person who's alleging Biden, I guess, molested her. She actually worked there. There's kind of, I think she did at the time file a complaint with him. With Christine Blasey Ford, it was, okay, what party was it? Were these oh, people yeah. here? What I mean, year was it, I think? Exactly. Like, so she supported that, but apparently Biden's weren't, aren't enough. Yeah, I don't know. And then she was talking about beware of people using Me Too for political gain. It's like, yeah. well, that's... Supreme Court Supreme nomination. Court. Yeah. yeah. And in another post wrote, I'm in D.C. because I don't believe any man's misogyny should take precedent over a survivor's humanity. We try to see a Murkowski, Collins, and Hyde Smith today and share our stories of survival. They refuse to see us. Again, this was back when the whole Kavanaugh thing was happening. Uh, a man's misogyny should take precedent over a survivor's humanity. Is she saying now that... Uh, Joe Biden's misogyny is taking precedence over Tara Reid's humanity. I don't know. And uh, if you guys remember Senator Al Franken, who's actually a Democrat, uh, back when his whole scandal came forward, she said zero tolerance. If we don't hold all accountable for horrible behavior, nothing changes. Sorry, Senator Franken, you should not be in a position to represent the female constituents in your state. I don't know. Uh, this does, this is a very, very clear difference. It doesn't seem like she cared much about due process before, but now when it's, I guess, her, her political candidate that she prefers now it's time for nuance like i said i would i really want to believe that this is just like she's genuinely grown but i i can't blame people for saying hey this seems uh, like a double standard and actually interestingly enough rose mcgowan who is kind of another one of those vocal celebtivists celebrity activists i don't know yeah. uh she really <laughs> she took her to town uh she wrote you are a fraud this is about holding the media accountable you go after trump and kavanaugh saying believe victims you are a lie you have always been a lie the corrupt dnc is in on the smear job of tara reed so are you shame so she's like she's not taking any prisoners and no. and it wasn't she also one of the like major members of the me too movement yeah rose right. mcgowan for sure and i mean it's kind of hard because Rose McGowan, if you've seen interviews with her, it doesn't seem like she's all there. Like she's... Mm, seems a little bit... 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't want to be mean or anything, but so I'm not saying, I'm not trying to hold her up as this like pinnacle of reason or anything, but I think it is interesting how even people who are on the left and are, you know, Democrats, me too, are saying, hang on, this is not right. And especially like Rose McGowan, for any of you people who've watched Charmed, she was one of Alyssa Milano's co-stars on Charmed. Mm. Um, they apparently have fallen out since then. Um, yeah, so... Alyssa Milano has still held her ground. She's not denounced Biden in any way. And actually, th she took an interesting approach on her social media. This is what she put out after kind of the whole backlash mm -hmm. happened and everyone was going after her. She said, you can't tell the difference between Trump supporters and Bernie supporters in my replies right now. Cancel culture doesn't scare me. People have been trying to cancel me since the 80s. Keep showing your true colors. I'll be right here where I've always been fighting for you. Okay, this is the thing. I support what she's doing now, even if I think it might be politically motivated. Um, so I, I don't blame her for not denouncing Biden over these allegations, which I think people like Rose McGowan would want her to do. Yeah. But it kind of I think it's interesting how she's choosing to see this through the lens of cancel culture specifically, mm. which I don't think is what this is at all. Right. People saying, I don't know, this seems a little bit hypocritical. That's not cancel culture. Like that's not the same thing. Like I don't I don't see anyone trying to cancel her. Um, so I guess we'll wait and see. Um, if you're watching this on Wednesday, then Bernie Sanders has literally just announced that he's dropping out of the presidential race. Yeah, that's interesting. We will have a video about that coming Saturday. Just, I, it was kind of a surprise that was happening today for a lot of people. Uh, but I mean, people can hate on Alyssa Milano all they want. Biden is their guy now. This is this is what's happening. So it's no, no. A lot of these people will vote for Trump now. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, that was definitely a meme that was going around. People that supported Bernie in 2016. Yeah, there were like a good a percentage lot of them. Of them. For Trump because anti-establishment. Yeah, uh, but I think positioning. I'm not sure. There aren't as many like hardcore hardcore Bernie supporters this time around as there was last time, as we can see. Uh, but I wonder if that same kind of anti-establishment attitude will carry over for. Trump votes or if people will just kind of stay home and say, eh. Yeah, I don't know. Like how, yeah. how much has Trump become part of the establishment over these four years? Is he still anti-establishment in the eyes of some of these people? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to, I mean, I, I suspect like I wasn't sure that Trump would win again in 2020, but I would be comfortable betting on it at this point. At this like, point, like, yeah. And the Vegas odds support that. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, that they do at this point. It makes sense. I mean, Biden, when they're on a debate stage together... It's going to be brutal. This is going to be... It's going to be like a stand-up comedy routine almost. Yeah. It's going to be a beatdown. I mean, like Biden's, he's just going to like go off and say random stuff. And like there have been in the Democrat debates before, he's like looked confused and out of it at certain points and no one has said anything. You know Trump's going to say anything. He's going to say yeah, something. You know Trump's going, going to yes. call him out on it. It's going to be awkward and uncomfortable. I guess we well, have that to look forward to. We've seen to. recently all the viral clips of like him talking to reporters. Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, he's going to do that to Biden. It's going to be like another Jeb Bush all over again. Yeah. Which like Jeb Bush is basically only known for what Trump did to him at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I, we're going to be entertained. Yeah. Have you guys seen the meme of it's like that Sanders supporter, like you crushed my dreams and then it's just the Chad Joe Biden where am I? How do I open a PDF? <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. It is so good. So we have that to look forward to. And I mean, 
best of luck to Alyssa Milano. I hope this at least maybe makes her a little bit more consistent or a little bit more nuanced in the future. I would love to see that. I would love to see some growth from Alyssa Milano. Yeah. So next up, we have Louis C.K., but first I want to tell you guys about NetSuite. There is enough uncertainty to go around right now. NetSuite, though, reduces it by giving you visibility and control. And with so many critical decisions to make, you need the right numbers. You need the right numbers and you need them right now if you run a business. So with NetSuite by Oracle, you have the number one cloud business system in the world. With NetSuite, we give you financials, cash flow, payroll, inventory, and more all in one place. So you have clear visibility and total control of your business. NetSuite customers have the flexibility to work from anywhere with immediate clarity on critical information right at their fingertips. No more guessing, no more waiting. Make smarter decisions with confidence because you've got clear visibility into your numbers. So join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to stay in control. Receive your free guide, Managing Business Uncertainty, and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash Lauren. Do not wait. Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash Lauren. That is netsuite.com slash Lauren. So me too, covered that. Uh, Louis C.K., no no coincidence, I mm. guess, in terms of the how this show is going. Uh, he has a new stand-up special out called Sincerely Louis. Uh, it was released this weekend. It, it's not on, uh, I know we've done stuff about like Netflix or Amazon Prime specials. Yeah. This one is independent, I because I, I feel like you guys can yeah. get why. So you can download at his site if you want, louisck.com. It's like eight bucks. Um, I'll be honest with you, and I was telling you this, and I know you guys are going to be upset with me for this, and that's fine. I, I deserve it. Before the special, I had never listened to Louis C.K., oh, yeah. and that's bad, but wait, it gets worse. The reason why I had never listened to Louis C.K., and I, I really only put this together after like wanting to watch this special because of everything I was hearing about it, um, I'm pretty sure I was confusing him with Bill Burr. I'm like 90% sure why. Because once I started listening to him, I was like, well, hang on, I've never seen this particular guy. Why Why did I have this dislike of him? I, I, I thought he was Bill Burr. And to be clear, I don't really, it's not that I dislike Bill Burr. It's just that he's not my personal taste. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like saying a, a whole bunch of things you guys are not going to like right now. Uh, and you might be saying, hang on, did you confuse two people as the same person just because they're like redheads and bald? Yes. I did yeah. that. That was I that was what that. I pointed out. I yeah. thought that that was I know. Uh, that is, very, very inconsiderate of you, Lauren. It's prejudiced. It's, um, it, yeah. I do feel bad for some of those redheads. It's like we, we're allowed to bully you. Like, yeah, it's, you're it's like the last, socially you're like the acceptable. Last like, it's, it's, and you know what? I, actually, I don't even want to bully redheads. I like them for the, for the most part. But uh, <laughs> yeah. no. um, anyhow... Yes, Louis C.K., Louis C. K., um, who is not Bill Burr. I'm going to, the commenters are going to be, like, that's fine. I yes. deserve I deserve it. That's fine. Um, so our I, poor redheaded fans, by the way, they're like, I, I, I Lauren, know, just love me back. So mean in this segment. Uh, not as mean as Louis C.K., though, because he, he he's quite, says a lot of stuff. But yes. I, I liked his special. That's why I'm like, I'm sad that yeah. you're definitely not Bill Burr, because, like, his his comedy I thought was more in line with my humor, um, so I, I laughed at it. I, mm. I didn't have me in stitches like uh, you know Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones or Ricky Gervais's uh, Humanity did, but it was funny. And if you guys are Louis C.K. fans, then I yeah. recommend checking it out. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, I mean the one thing I will say about Louis C.K. and I didn't realize this until a few years back. I tried to watch one of his his shows back with my mother, 
I was like, this is a this is a very sexualized routine. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying this much less with my mother than when I watch it alone. And I came into this aware of it this time. And yeah, th- there is some, there, it made me uncomfortable a couple of times. And yeah. I didn't think that that was possible anymore. I thought I had hit the depravity, like the bottom of the well in terms of like the things that my brain could But he ponder. wasn't, I don't think in this special he was that bad. Like it wasn't. You're insane. I can't. I, Wait, which part? I'm thinking of like, oh, I can't. I don't even want to talk about it on camera. Yeah. But when when the when the son is switching bodies. With oh, the mother, I mean that wasn't that graphic. That was gross, but it wasn't graphic. Oh, none of it's like that graphic. But, but that's what bothers me when it's graphic. It was just like, dark. There were incest jokes, is what he's alluding to. Uh, but like, yes, yes. Yeah. It was just, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't want those thoughts in my head. Yeah. And I. I, I <laughs> But see that I don't mind dark subject matter. I just don't like very vulgar comedy, um, which is I I know like a preference thing because yeah. Ricky Gervais I I love him, but part of his humanity special he makes a joke about saggy balls, which I okay you were laughing your head off you yeah, that you you were losing well, it. He was, he was talking. About- <laughs> you were like crying. You were laughing so hard. He was talking about like yeah. Anyways, anyway, it was, it was it was definitely very crass, but it was like. What's going on, Ricky? I mean, it was funny. Yeah. It was funny. It was uh, funny. But Louis also has had those bits in the past. Yeah. Like, like definitely he's had vulgar bits. Like, actually talking about the appearances of, of things, I would say. Yeah. So, you might not like that as much. Because, it, it, yeah. Like, well, in this particular special, and again, this I've not seen his other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's not PC in this, but I wouldn't say it's particularly edgy. So this right. isn't something that was like uh, Sticks and Stones or Bill Burr's Paper Tiger, where he was really going after like feminism and stuff. He, I mean, he he jokes about religion and this pedophilia, uh, homosexuality, the mentally challenged, the Holocaust and stuff. But that I I feel it's kind of like that's safe edgy for comedians right now. Yeah. Uh, the most controversial part of a special though and the reason why several not so kind pieces c- came out about it is that uh he does address the me too incident that he went through because this is his first release since that happened um if you're not familiar with what happened louis ck basically there was a ton of fallout for him at the height of me too because it came out that he had been this is strange asking some of the women he worked with if he could masturbate in, f- in front of them is what i understand yeah um yeah. he would just he would ask them if they wanted to watch. And then at that point, they're like, this comedian's asking me, is okay, so I'll just say yes. Yeah, and then he and would... Then, then he would actually whip it out. Yeah. And um, parental discretion is advised for the rest of this podcast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, and retroactively. Retroactively, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, he he didn't he didn't ever physically assault any of them, but he he stayed in the room with them. And, and the argument was, you know, he's a very big household name comedian, if they, if these women that he was doing this to, it was coercive, is what yeah, they were it was. Saying. It was coercive in a form of authority, essentially, yeah. even though it wasn't overtly physically coercive. Yeah, and that's what like. So to be clear, I don't support what he did because I think it's just it's improper, it's rude, it's inappropriate. I mean, if someone I knew in a work scenario asked to do something sexual, even you're asking, it's inappropriate to even ask. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not trying to defend what Louis C.K. did. However. I, at the time, did kind of feel like the backlash he received was maybe not proportionate. Because, I mean, if we look at other people who were really getting a lot of negative attention at the time, uh, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, they were actual rapists, right? I mean, yeah. 
this is much, much worse than anything Louis C.K. is. And like, Louis C.K. is not Roman Polanski. He was, right. it's creepy and weird. And I would never want to work with him if, if that had happened to me as, um, you know, a female coworker or whatever of his. But still, it's not, it's not the same. And so, um, you know, after that all happened, he kind of, he lay low for a little bit. And then he started touring again. And this is his first, like, release. He was testing his material out before this. Um, he opens the special kind of acknowledging the awkward situation he's found himself in. And uh, yeah. we have a clip of that here. How are you? How, how was your last couple of years? How was... <laughs> how was 2018 and 19 for you guys? <laughs> Anybody else get in global amounts of trouble? Anybody else? <laughs> that was crazy. Man, I was in a lot of trouble. Wait till they see those pictures of me in blackface. That's gonna be... That's gonna make it a lot worse. So I thought that was, I thought that was funny. And I think like, if you're a comedian and you've just gone through that, or not just, but that's kind of the last thing you were known for, you kinda, you have to address it a little bit. And oh, it's probably for sure. the right thing to do to poke fun at yourself. I mean, there are a ton of people that wanted his career to end because of this. And, yeah. and they, they're still around, these people that do not want this man doing shows ever again, it seems like. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I guess that's one of the big questions that's revolved around this whole Louis thing is, what is the appropriate punishment? Like, what? Where do we draw the line with this? He didn't. He didn't rape someone. You know, yeah. he, like he did something that was that was gross, mm -hmm. uh, inappropriate, that, that morally and, gross. I would yeah. say too. I, I mean, I, I yeah, I think it's disgusting. But I also like. But there's he's levels not. To this yeah, game. exactly. Like, he's, not, he didn't hurt. Well. He didn't sexually abuse anyone, I would say. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, I, I and I get why people are calling it sexual misconduct. Yeah, because I think sure. that's appropriate. But don't lump him in with Har Harvey Weinstein, you know, so it's... No, absolutely. I, I mean, I think this is the kind of thing where I'm open to forgiving the guy. Yeah. Definitely. Like, it's not the kind of thing where it's like, I, like, he touched kids, I need him behind bars for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something like, you know, he did something stupid, we should chastise him. And, and like, say, hey, um, like, this is not appropriate, and maybe you didn't realize how the people in that situation may have felt, but, like, don't do it again. And, mm. you know, if he understands that now, then I'm, I'm willing to yeah, say, okay. Sure. Um, and so he, he kind of teased it throughout the the comedy special. I thought there were like some throwaway lines that alluded to it, but it wasn't until the end where he actually like started addressing it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go through some specific responses to this, but I, I, I thought it was pretty funny how he did it. If you ever ask somebody, <laughs> may I jerk off in front of you? And they say yes. Just say, are you sure? <laughs> That's the first part. And then if they say yes, just don't do it. Just, just don't do it. Because look, whatever you're into, okay? Because everybody's got their thing. Whatever your thing is, I don't know. You all have your thing. I don't know what your thing is. You're so that I don't know what your thing is. Do you understand how lucky you are? Everybody knows my thing. Everybody knows my thing now. Obama knows my thing. Do you understand <laughs> how that feels? You'll notice that wasn't necessarily an apology, right? Um, yeah, that's, he, that's the first thing I noticed. I was yeah. like, there hasn't been any sort of apology right here. Right, he's, he's making a joke about it and he's stressing that he did ask them. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's what some people took issue with. But I I still laugh during that part though. That's the thing, and I feel like some people, uh, especially a lot of people on the left, they think that a stand up special should be like a I don't know a political manifesto, or just like a <laughs> social. True experience he's actually telling jokes throughout this whole thing which a lot of people might say yeah that's the point not for everyone it seems um but then he goes into this whole part that kind of addresses consent and women maybe not being clear enough with consent and again i thought this part was very funny but i could see why some people had an issue with it because it's not always clear how people feel like men are taught to make sure the woman is okay but the thing is women know how to seem okay when they're not okay communication during sex can be very confusing like sometimes you're with a woman you're having sex she's making noises she's going like ooh ah and you're like oh she loves it not necessarily <laughs> sometimes they're making those noises just to get through it cuz it's easier to go ooh than to say i hate how you Oh, honestly, it's awful. So she goes, ooh, baby. It's kind of like a spiritual. It's sort of similar. So to assume that she likes it is like if they heard slaves singing in the fields and they're like, hey, they're having a great time out there. Again, I find this, I, I laughed. I was laughing. This was funny. But also, I can get why someone who has a certain political persuasion would be like, you're... I guess, victim blaming then and yeah. stuff like that. I can also see how it opens up the easy argument that these people will bring up that you are triggering people that have been raped, you know, that, yeah. that, that you know, what, didn't feel the, I don't know. There's, 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 I, I could see that legitimately if you were raped and you're like, well, I didn't, I wasn't screaming no the whole time. Yeah. You, you, you wouldn't like that. Right. I, I, and I can, I can see that. But if we're just judging this on comedy, Pretty funny. Yeah, that's it's, the it's thing. It was funny. funny. It was yeah. dark. I mean, you're making jokes about the Holocaust. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, is this really like? Is this worse than a joke about the Holocaust? I don't think so. And it's funny yeah. because we're gonna go through some pieces now. These people had problems with what he said about this. They didn't really bring up the Holocaust thing though, which I think is interesting. Um, so we have this from the Mary Sue, uh, one of my favorite websites. I don't know about you guys. Um, they, they say Louis C.K. whips out a new comedy special. Love the phrasing. Nobody wants to see. And um, so this is what they write. Instead of addressing his issues or his fall from grace, the comedian began mocking the survivors of the Parkland school shooting. This is them talking about when he first started touring with new material, because there's actually none of that in the uh, in the special itself. Uh, CK also mocked trans and non-binary people, earning him new fans from the far right, because only far right people want to have jokes about that. He also forbade cell phones at his shows so none of his material would leak. Okay, every celebrity or every comedian does that. Mm -hmm. uh, Louis C.K. is a name that frequently comes up when we discuss cancel culture. While the comedian lost money and was publicly shamed for his gross behavior, C.K. has hardly been canceled. He is tour touring internationally and releasing comedy specials. He is still a very wealthy comedian and a household name. Fans argue that he's served his time, but CK has done nothing to earn the redemption he expects. Aside from his public apology, after years of denial, there have been no attempts to learn. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> no donations to women's rights groups. I don't know what that has to do with an apology on a personal right. level, though. No recognition or processing of his behavior for someone who has who was known for bearing their soul on stage. CK has refused to address his misconduct in his act. So this is something that I, I, I've heard all the time. Um, about cancel culture. Some people say, well, who's really been canceled? And then you'll say someone like Louis C.K., oh, he's still touring. Uh, okay, Johnny Depp. Okay, well, he's still acting in this, before the whole Amber Heard thing. Um, I feel like some people think cancel culture doesn't exist unless you never work again. 
which is an outrageous standard to have. Like, are, are we saying that it's only really cancel culture if someone never works again, loses every single fan and becomes destitute and lives well, on no, the street? You just have to kill them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, have, like, pretty much. That, I, that seems to be the standard that they're happy with, minus, minus like they don't want to be morally yeah. com compromised. But I mean, really, uh, they want this man's livelihood destroyed. It's, yeah. Yeah. And then he absolutely has been canceled, right? He mm. went through the public ringer. And I'm not saying that he didn't even like necessarily at the time deserve it. But you can't say that, oh, no, he did. No, no. Like, no, he was canceled. Um, and we have this longer piece um, from Slate. Louis C.K.'s newest fans deserve Louis C.K.'s newest special. Um, so they, they talk about how a lot of the dark jokes that comedians write, it kind of depends on the trust you have in that comedian that he's not actually condoning those things. He's only joking about it. And there's like there's this whole experience in a joke where they say this shocking thing uh, and then you can laugh at it, though, knowing that it's it's just a joke. But this writer writes that most of that trust that fans had disappeared when Louis C.K. admitted he'd routinely pressured his co-workers and other women into watching him masturbate. Whatever was left of it was destroyed when he re-emerged less than a year after saying he was going to step back and take a long time to listen with angry new material on shopworn promises like or premises sorry like i don't like it when trans people choose their own pronouns what does that even have to do with the sexual misconduct allegations i don't know why both pieces insist on bringing it up um and black men have larger items than white men but white men have larger items than asians he also found time to attack the Parkland teens and lament all the money he'd lost by, again, sexually harassing his coworkers and other industry colleagues. So I, when people bring up his other non-PC jokes, I feel like they're just trying to say this person is a bad person, right? It's not yeah. necessarily like this person has repented of those specific actions or is still a sexual predator. They're just like, no, he's a piece of crap entirely because he makes these jokes I don't like, which is like really weird to bring up jokes in the same sentence as sexual misconduct. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, they're comedians, too. It's like as if they actually hold these views to be true. Yeah. And it, like, yeah, they're making the joke. So therefore, they actually are transphobic. You know, we saw the same thing with Dave Chappelle mm -hmm. and the likes of Joe Rogan, too. Yeah. I mean, actually, like uh, Joe Rogan, when he endorsed Bernie's campaign and then Bernie's campaign took a clip of that. Oh, yeah. And put that up. It was like, look at Joe. He's made transphobic jokes in the past. Bernie's trans, like, yeah. he has a transphobe support in him. It was a huge thing. It was like six degrees of transphobia. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So then of his part in the special where he addresses the scandal, he's, they say the Obama part could be funny. Okay, I think it was funny. Uh, if it were told by a man whose harmless but embarrassing sexual kink had been publicly exposed through misadventure, it doesn't work at all when it's told by someone who abused his power in the workplace to sexually harass coworkers and other women in his industry who were less powerful than him and whose manager then attempted to silence those women in a perceived cover-up. There's no reason sincerely had to be an apology tour. The smart move would have been preceding it with actual apologies, but addressing his misconduct while framing it so disingenuously. Uh, for starters, the New York Times reporting suggests many of CK's victims never offered anything approaching their consent is worse than not bringing it up at all. So, I mean, they just kind of think that, no, you it was worse than you're making it out to seem, so they're not happy. Um I mean, I think if you're a Louis C.K. fan, you're probably going to watch this and you're probably going to enjoy it. So I don't think there's I mean, people like yeah. this, there were there was no chance they were going to watch his special anyway. No, I agree. And you know what? I Like when I was watching this, I was like, I hadn't slept enough. I was mm -hmm. tired. I was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit stir crazy from the Rona stuff. But 
I realized as I was watching it, because I started it and I was like, oh, I'm miserable. Uh, but as I was watching, I was like, you know, I had a huge smile plastered on my face throughout it. It's, yeah. not, it's not that the comedy routine is amazing. I thought it was funny. I but yeah, it. it's funny. I enjoyed it. And, um, I, you know, if you can tolerate what I think is pretty crass humor sometimes, um, you should definitely check it out. It's it's worth it. It's worth eight bucks, too. I kind of like this this new way that, that people are doing things independently yeah. just for a few bucks. It's not, it's not very expensive. It, it's something to check out. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I'm glad that you mentioned that um, you were feeling bummed out and then it kind of helped brighten your mood because I felt the same way. I, I was talking with you before, mm-hmm. but yesterday was not a good day for me. Just like work stuff. And I was feeling similar when I went to go watch it. And I did find that like, whoa, like my mood was lightened. I was smiling. Right. Um, but funnily enough, people have criticized him specifically for releasing this during this whole pandemic. Yeah. Right. Uh, we have this post here which i actually thought was kind of funny but i don't agree with the premise louis ck releasing a special when no one can leave the room feels pretty on brand to be honest people did say that it's not the right time to release a comedy special um i i think it's kind of in a strange way the perfect time to release something that people can stream at home and still enjoy and take their mind off of this like this crazy unprecedented time we're living in i think it's a social service to some degree Mm -hmm. definitely you know we need we need so- something to keep us going, and like I said, it yeah. felt, it felt, um, yeah, I felt, I felt uh, a little bit uplifted after that. Despite, like, yeah, it's crap, but it, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, hey, it'll take your mind off. Yeah, of things. Your you'll laugh. Off of things. You'll, you'll, you'll be smiling. And you won't even know it, sort of thing. And that, yeah. that's, that's, that I think is a valuable thing um, in our current situation. Mm-hmm. We know for sure, and I think, like, just they may say that it wasn't enough of an apology or whatever but just the fact that they're bringing up previous jokes he's made about trans people or parkland people or black people or white people i think kind of goes to show that they were never going to be happy with what he released anyway Mm -hmm. so i I mean i'm glad he's just going for it i hope he keeps it in his pants around his female colleagues from now on but aside from that i'm i'm willing to move on yeah um okay so now we're gonna be talking about the world health organization but first i want to talk to you guys about parlor uh as if there wasn't enough reason to dump twitter and by the way parlor is a it's a social media platform that i am on uh if there wasn't enough reason to switch to twitter to dump twitter and switch to parlor here's another right now twitter is removing any content they deem a denial of global or public health authority recommendations which is going to be especially scary once we get into our next segment Mm. this includes things like descriptions of ineffective treatment or prevention methods even if made in jest so no jokes allowed denial of established scientific facts from global and local health authorities and statements such as ignore news about the virus it's just an attempt to destroy capitalism so all of those things are banned you can't question anything anymore and i know some of those rules at their face value might sound reasonable remember shutting down opinions you don't like not only does it go against the principle of freedom of speech and open conversation but it actually might prevent legitimate questions from being asked like we're about to do Uh, So Parler is the news and free speech app that will not silence your opinion or violate your privacy. Simply download the app, create your account, post, share, and speak freely. Go to to Parler.com or visit the app store today and make sure to invite your liberal friends too. I'm on Parler and you can follow me at the Lauren Chen. That's Parler.com, P-A-R-L-E-R.com or find us in the app store. Again, Parler.com, that's Parler.com. And just the ability to question the people who are in charge is so important now more than ever. Uh, because we're going to be talking about the Cerveza virus in this uh, segment. And last episode we did was about, oh yeah, political opportunism. And on YouTube, some of you all were wondering why we weren't actually saying the name of the virus. Yeah. 
uh, the YouTube algorithm has really clamped down on promoting authoritative sources and just pigeonholing, putting in the gulag, anyone else pretty much, especially when it comes to something like the Cerveza virus. So that's why we're not saying it's because it's going to really hurt us in the algorithm. Our views will be throttled. We don't show up in recommendations or searches anyway, but still, mm -hmm. if we say something like that, it'll be even worse, which, by the way, is just uh, another reason why you should, uh, you know, support us on blazetv.com slash Lauren. So we're not dependent on places like YouTube. But as long as we are here, we're trying to be careful. OK, so we're having this huge debate right now about what the proper protocols are uh, for something like this. How much power should governments be exercising over their citizens in order yep. to contain the spread of a virus? And we've been pretty like, we're not experts, right? We don't claim to be experts. For sure. We're not, we're not economists. Economists. Yeah, we're definitely we're, not the economists. Neither of those things. Um, and, and we're also not... Public uh, health yeah, officials. We don't have yeah, nothing any sort like of that. medical background. So yeah. We're neither of those things. Uh, I'm a producer and she's a social commentator. Yeah. So I did study economics, though, but uh, yeah, I, I, I would I would hope the people who are in charge have more experience in that area than me. Yes. Um, but in the UK and US especially, and again, we just want to have this conversation. Neither yeah. of us are con like saying, let's do this specifically. But there are people who are starting to get uncomfortable, I think, with the amount of restrictions they're being sub sure. subject to, right? Um, and people will say, what about public safety? Does public safety mean arresting a dad and his who is playing ball with his daughter in, in an empty park? Right. Does yeah. public safety mean arresting someone going paddleboarding in an empty ocean? Um, these are conversations that we are having now. And I think wanting the government to just calm down a little bit, maybe not arrest people who are going on drives. I don't mm -hmm. think that means that I want old people to die of the virus. Right. Yeah. And, and to be fair, this is one of those times where you're like, you know, after in Canada, um, income tax was instituted during one of the world wars. Yeah. Right. And it was like, well, we're just going to do this for the war. Temporary. Effort. Temporary. And of course, we're still paying income taxes to this day. Yeah. So you might and have it's realized. It's the same with the US. There wasn't yeah. always an income tax. Right. So there's things when, when you have these emergency situations, um, some of the powers that the government uh, recruits for itself. Most. Yeah. They, they, they don't like to give back. They're not so going to scale back. We have to be, yeah, we have to be on guard for that, uh, definitely. For sure. And I think this is, you're going to be even more aware of this when we see this next clip. Here is a World Health Organization official, a Dr. Michael Ryan, who is the executive director of the Health Emergencies Program. He's advocating removing people who may have coronavirus from their homes and families. In most parts of the world, <clears throat> due to lockdown, most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household, at family level. In some senses, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a, in a safe and dignified manner. So I just want to give a shout out to Ella Grant, uh, who is on Twitter and she has a YouTube channel. She's actually the one who drew my attention to that, which I really appreciate because I think it's something everyone needs to see. Uh, I, I was shocked when I heard that, especially from a Western official because this is the actually the method a method of containment they use in places like China and that's why you've seen videos on social media of people running and screaming from um I guess workers in hazmat suits who are trying to contain like who are trying to take them um so this is common practice in places that are more authoritarian but I I wouldn't think we would have people advocating we do stuff like that over over here because we have 
rights. I don't know. I mean, they have rights there too, but it's, I would, I would hope that our government acknowledges our rights is the different, um, the difference there on a personal level. Do I think if you're sick, you should stay home. Don't infect other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's very different than a, a, a potential scenario where you have government workers coming and removing you from your home. Yeah, that, there's, there's a weird psychology to this whole problem. And I think that these health organizations have really brought on to themselves when, like, you and I want to have discussion about stats and, you know, this balance of the economy and yeah. health and just, just and, and not even have an authority, but just talk about these things. But we're not allowed to because the data that's been given to us is, is fudged, right? And the, the World Health Organization and these organizations have taken a very paternalistic stance in the sense of like when they come out and they say that, well, masks are not effective, right? Yeah. And it turns out, of course, they are they are effective um, at containing the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing these things because they, they don't want to give people the data to make choices for themselves where you could say masks are effective, but we need but don't you to make them. a sacrifice yeah. as a group. But they don't, they don't even... They, they don't just give you wanna, information. They just want to control you. They could, yeah, they want to control you. They don't want to give you the choice because they're afraid that you'll make the wrong choice. Is, yeah. is, and, and some people will make the wrong choice. That's true. But when you do this, when you hide these facts, when you lie about these things, I mean, it, I know how it works on me. If you lie to me about these things, I will question your authority and I will want to help you a lot less. Yeah, right? and never trust you again. Yeah, they're like, and I'm, uh, you're a lot less of a cohesive unit if you don't do it together. Meanwhile, I think there's a very great way to uh, appeal to the citizenship when you say, listen, we're all American, we're all in this together, and right now the people who need the mask the are, most the are the healthcare workers. professionals. Yeah. Um, but that's not what they did. They said, oh, no, you don't need to wear it if you're not, if you don't have symptoms. Actually, there's no point. Actually, they were saying, and we have this actually uh, proof of this, it could damage you. It could actually be bad for you if you wear a health, uh, if you wear a mask and you don't have symptoms. And it's just, it, it's scary, right? And mm. I would hope that the people who are in charge of like making these health calls would be above playing politics, but that's exactly what we see here. And like, this is, yeah. this is not, this is so much more than a, um, uh, a health procedure they're advocating for. This is, I mean, the suspension of rights, right, for people. And for sure. I know this is that was a short clip and a lot of the time, uh, hey, was that out of context? Does it mean something different? We have the full transcript here. It's not better. It's, it's worse, I would say. So that whole conversation, the panel was talking about um, using apps and things to, to track the spread of the virus. And so this person, um, what is it, Dr. Ryan? Yes, Dr. Ryan. He says, yes, we need the information technology tools. They help. They're not the solution. He says, right now, we don't have an alternative to what we would have considered in the old days, boot leather uh, epidemiology. Public health practitioners, doctors, nurses, community workers working with communities to detect cases at community levels. The most likely person to become a case is someone who's been a significant contact of another case. And at the moment, in most parts of the world, due to lockdown, most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household at family level. So he says, in some senses, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick. This is what's scary and remove them. So it just doesn't seem like he's asking. Okay, people, Mm -hmm. I know some people when I posted this were like, oh, you're implying force. He didn't say that. He said remove them, okay? Right. And isolate them in a safe and dignified manner. So that's what I was saying previously. 
and this is where it kind of gets scary, the transition from movement restrictions and shutdowns and stay-at-home orders can only be made if we have in place the means to be able to detect sus suspect cases, isolate confirmed cases, track contacts, and follow up on the contact's health at all times, and then isolate any of those people who become sick themselves. Yeah, this is this is scary. I, I don't know what else to say. And I, I saw people online saying, oh, but it would be effective. I mean, a lot of things would be effective yeah. at curtailing a lot of negative things, but we don't do them because people have rights. I mean, like, sure. if we killed anyone who ever committed a crime, the recidivism rate would be way down. Yes. But we don't do that because people have have rights, right? If we were yeah, to stop... People are human. People yes. are human, right? If we were to stop uh, allowing people to have licenses and driving, car crash deaths would be down, but we don't do that because we can't just seize people's yeah. freedoms. And I would also... I would also like to have more information as to how effective this would be because I don't know that that actually changing the amount of people that this could um, be transmitted between as a family unit to a single individuals is yeah. going to be that effective. Because if it just stays within the family unit, theoretically within it like two weeks, it shouldn't spread that. any beyond yeah. that. It should die within that household. Especially if people are wearing masks when they go outside. Yeah. So I would like to have these expert opinions um, on, an, on something like that where it's like how effective would it really be? Is it really worth denying these people rights like yeah. that like to that degree i i don't know and i'd like to have more information and i think there's there's also the question of proportionality right yeah. because i mean people have said oh, but what if you know what if it saved this many lives or this many lives i mean if we're going to be giving up all these rights is this virus serious enough to warrant that and we have some some data here um because apparently the death rate is lower than previously reported so the research published in a medical journal the lancet infectious diseases estimated that about 0.66 percent of those infected with the virus will die um, so that rate is lower than earlier estimates, but of course it's higher than the 0.1% of people who are killed by the flu. Uh, previous estimates put the, the death rate at 1.38%. And that the reason why there's this big difference and people were saying 1.38% now, 0.66% is that a lot of the people who were getting the virus weren't actually getting tested or showing symptoms. So if, if yeah. we only test the people who have the most severe symptoms who are going to get treatment, it's going to inflate the numbers. Yeah, you're going to have a bias sample. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, for 0.66%, are we going to give government the ability to come and seize people, take them from their homes? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Again, the data is super unclear here. There's yeah. data all over the place. That data is reported on by CNN. It's from the World Health Organization. Uh, or from from a Lancet, I, I believe actually. Sorry, but yeah. it, it's 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 actual legitimate data from um, a. It's not conspiracy stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's it's legit. Um, so, yeah, you have to you have to start asking yourself how serious is this stuff. Um, I also know that on the note of data, I'm gonna add an extra insert in here of uh, Dr. Burks, I believe mm -hmm. her name is pronounced, talking about how in the United States they've been counting uh, deaths. Um, from people that have confirmed to, uh, to test positive for the virus, they're they're counting all deaths that those people have as being caused by the virus. Mm -hmm. so as a virus death, yeah. yeah. So that's why... Yes, you use the word. You use the Voldemort word. Dang it, this is hard. So I think in this country, we've taken a very liberal approach to mortality. There are other countries that if you had a pre-existing condition... And let's say the virus called you to go to the ICU and then have a heart or kidney problem. Some countries are recording that as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a 
death. Um, right now, we're still recording it. So if I had a heart attack, but I had tested two days positive with the virus, even if I don't have symptoms of the virus, I get counted in the the virus death count. Yeah, in, and that's why States. we're seeing things like the number of reported heart attacks deaths and um, yes. pneumonia is down, mm -hmm. which doesn't really make sense because they're all being counted. And so, yeah, I mean, people are raising questions about the accuracy of reporting. We don't claim to have the answers, but I don't think it should be wrong to ask these questions, especially right. in light of the draconian draconian measures some people are advocating we take. Um, and this is all kind of coming at a time when people are pretty upset with the World Health Organization. Um, we have President Trump actually a clip here. He's saying that they are going to be withholding American funding from them, which I very much support. They uh, actually criticized and disagreed with my travel ban at the time I did it. And they were wrong. They've been wrong about a lot of things. And they had a lot of information early and they didn't want to do very they seem to be very China-centric. And uh, we have to look into that. So we're going to look into it. We pay for We give a majority of the money that they get. They call it wrong. They really, they missed the call. They could have called it months earlier. They would have known. And uh, they should have known. And they probably did know. So we'll be looking into that very carefully. And we're going to put a hold on money spent to the W. HO, we're going to put a very powerful hold on it, and we're going to see. It's a great thing if it works, but when they call every shot wrong, that's no good. So, and I think people need to recognize that the WHO is, they're not infallible. Okay, not only are they coming out with this very scary measure that they're advocating for, but they've also, in the past here, we have uh, some tweets from them. On uh, January 10th, they said that they do not recommend any specific health measures for travelers to and from Wuhan, China. It is generally considered that entry screening offers little benefit while requiring considerable resources. Really? Mm. Is that is that is that still their position? They also on the same day said that they advise against the application of any traveler trade restrictions on China based on the information currently available. Are you kidding me? Uh, and, and listen, they're they're entitled to be wrong. They had they said they have certain information available. They could be wrong. I mean, we know that there's probably more to it than that. Oh, but yeah. the reality is any form of authority should still be able to be questioned. They can be wrong, assuming that they, they had wrong data or everything, like whatever it could be. I mean, but, in this uh, case, oh. it's more skeptical than that. I'll, I'll say yeah, that Yeah, and especially too, it's but. like if you were just wrong about this, I'm. why should I believe it's necessary for you to take the power to take people away from their homes. Right. Here, we have this. We, we're talking about the mask thing. March 26th, they said, if you do not have any respiratory symptoms, such as fever, cough, or runny nose, you do not need to wear a medical mask. When used alone, masks can give you a false sense of protection and can even be a source of infection when not used correctly. They're making it sound like wearing a mask is bad unless you have active symptoms, which is ridiculous because you can still pass on the virus when you don't have symptoms yet. Yeah. So it's just... I don't trust these people. Uh, I think we should be very wary to listen to these bureaucrats, even if they have, uh, you know, health backgrounds. Doctors are not human rights experts. They're not politicians. Like, I mean, a doctor would probably say it's a great idea to ban all junk food. But are we going to do that? Probably not. Again, because people have rights. Uh, yeah. defund, defund the WHO and the UN. That's the, the moral of the story here. Okay, so our final segment, we're going to be looking at some celebrity women who it seems like are being bitten in the butt with some uh, some good old gender equality. We did a video talking about female privilege a while ago, and we did mention some legal and cultural pri privileges. 
that women have. Um, now we're going to be going through some more examples of what happens when those privileges are denied and how people kind of freak out about it. So, and, and before we do though, some guys got mad at me in that video when I said that men have some privileges, women have some privileges. Um, yeah. And I, I just want to say like, I'm obviously not a feminist, but I don't think it's wrong to say that men and women are treated differently in different situations, right? I'm, male privilege, you guys asked, um, women are more likely to be sexually harassed and assaulted, more likely to be ripped off by a mechanic, right? I mean, just to name a few, but oh, but men are more likely to be you, murdered. You're always on the right. mechanic tangent. I, I don't trust mechanics, okay? I don't <laughs> trust them. And it's because, like, they know I don't know about cars. They know I don't know about cars. They could say, oh, yeah, your Flugelheim is broken. That's going to be expensive. I'd be like, yeah, is it is it a lot? And I wouldn't know, okay? They can sense that. They can smell that. I'm trying to rip me off. Okay, yeah. so. She's a victim of the, the blinker fluid. They, I am. I am. Um, but, okay, so, you know, with sexual harassment and assault, men, some men might say, well, we're more likely to be murdered. Right, because men and women are treated differently, and like we each have certain privileges. And I'm not even saying that. Right, but those those aren't legal privileges yet. Those are social. I didn't say right. legal. Pri I didn't yeah. say legal legal privileges in that video. I did not say that. Um, yeah, and actually went through legal privileges that women have. But yeah, I didn't say that men have legal privileges. That's not what I said. Uh, mm -hmm. They absolutely do have some social privileges, just like women absolutely do have some social privileges. That right. shouldn't be controversial to say. Um, so one of the female privileges we addressed in that video was the whole believe women thing. And in pop culture, one of the latest stories that really proves how that's not a good idea uh, is the tale of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I'm sure you guys know the story by now. She said he was abusing her. He was canceled. Now it turns out, oh, she was abusing him and it looks like was a liar. Um, now Johnny Depp is suing her for defamation and it looks like she might actually be facing jail time, potentially, for falsifying evidence. Um, Johnny Depp's legal team has alleged that she has faked bruises. Um, so we have an article about it here. So the International Business Times reports Amber Heard could face up to three years of imprisonment if proven guilty of manipulating evidence against Johnny Depp. Heard and Depp's marriage not only ended in divorce, but also a legal battle. However, Depp has fired back and said that Heard painted on bruises to obtain a temporary restraining order on on him. Depp's legal defense wanted to subpoena James Franco because he was seen joining Heard in a surveillance footage, uh, in surveillance footage. He saw Heard's face in the days and nights before and after the actress went to court with alleged bruises for a TRO on May 27th. In a different incident, Heard claimed that Depp gave her two black eyes during an argument that occurred the night before she made an appearance on The Late Show with James Corden. In a court document obtained by The Blast, Heard celebrity stylist Samantha McMillan denied her claims because she saw the actress on those days and she didn't have any bruises. Throughout the day of December 16th, I could see clearly that Amber Heard did not have any visible marks, bruises, cuts, or injuries to her face or any other part of her body. If Heard will be proven guilty of faking her bruises, she could face three years of imprisonment, in, uh, according to the Wallen and Cleric law, law Firm. Uh, California Penal Code says it is illegal to alter, modify, plant, place, conceal, manufacture, or move any physical matter with the intention of causing someone to be charged with a crime. Some would face felony charges for this. And they say that what she's done specifically has a maximum sentence of up to three years. Um, now, we have some pictures of the the... The injuries that Heard is alleging that Depp yeah. gave her and that I guess Depp is saying is fake. Now, first off, there is this thing on her lip. I don't know if you, you all can see, but it does look a little, I don't know. I, I think it's meant to be like a scab. I don't know. And again, I'm not saying anyone did or did not do anything because I don't want to be sued. 
But I, I can understand people who might be skeptical of that. Uh, and then we have another image here where it, it does, I don't know if these were supposed to be the same day, but it does look like her bruises have moved. So I don't know. And it's strange though, because I would think if you're going in to get a restraining order against someone because you're alleging that they've hit you, that they would look closer than that. Because I mean, makeup is not infallible. I think you should like, I don't know, like touch the person's face. <laughs> like there should be swelling that accompanies it. I don't know. I wouldn't think it would be that easy to, I, I don't know though, I don't know. Um, and there's actually two other witnesses who've come forward that are saying that she didn't have bruises. We have another article here. Two witnesses claim Amber Heard had no bruising on her face days after Johnny Depp allegedly attacked her in their home, according to U.S. reports. Uh, concierges in the pair's building claim there didn't appear to be any evidence of facial bruising when they saw the actress on Monday, two days after the alleged incident. The website says a lawyer who was in the building was told by a concierge that her face looked so flawless, I was about to compliment her on her complexion. The same lawyer also claims a second concierge added that he saw the star on Wednesday and she was makeup-free and appeared to have no bruising. So this one I would put those witnesses I would place less emphasis on than the makeup artist just Absolutely. because yeah. you can't always tell just from looking at someone yeah. yeah and I mean I think us men are famous for not knowing what a, a woman Ex without yes. makeup looks like um, yes so yeah I wouldn't put too much stock in them also witness reporting in general is not perfect but as someone who's putting makeup on your face they would know that, yeah that's makeup, a high likelihood that yeah. they would notice if you you had black eyes or especially like if someone nature. is a makeup artist and they can tell what like yes. if it looks like it's you've put makeup on yeah, and things yeah, like for sure. that um for sure so I, i'm interested to see what will happen with that um but just for the record it doesn't look like she's been charged with anything yet it's just that there's a defamation suit going on and now people are saying it looks like she potentially could be charged i guess we'll have to wait and see but it's it, it is kind of nice to see because we know these false allegations do happen um it, it would be nice to see some justice being served on this because i think assuming that it is false assuming yes. that it is false yes Which it may not but. Um, but it it is nice to see that just because you're a woman that that doesn't give you carte blanche to say whatever you want about your former partner, yeah. right? In the hopes of destroying his life potentially. Um, and the the next story we have is about Adele. And just to be clear, no abuse or anything or lies in this story. The only connection here is that it's like female privilege being checked. I don't want anyone mistaking Adele for an, an abuser. Um, she she is, however, going through a divorce, which is very uh, unfortunate. Um, and unlike most divorces, what's interesting here is that she, as the woman, it looks like, is going to have to be paying up a huge divorce settlement. Mm -hmm. um, there was a huge conversation on social media happening about this, and we have a piece here that kind of sums things up. If you guys aren't down on the latest Adele news, which I'm guessing most of you are not, but apparently it was reported by various outlets that uh, Adele's request to keep details of her divorce private had been granted by a court in California. I don't know why divorce details would ever be public. I know it's a court thing, but I yeah. I, I don't understand why that would ever need to be public anyway. Uh, the headlines on the, these reports describe the split as Adele's 140 million pound divorce, which is presumably a nod to the fact that the singer's reported net worth of 140 million pounds will be split between the pair. On Twitter though, the 140 million pound divorce has been misinterpreted by lots of people to mean that Adele's divorce settlement to her husband is 140 million pounds, but in reality, none of us know what Adele's exact net worth is or how much money Konecki, who's her uh, ex-husband, might receive as part of any divorce settlement. 
Uh, at this point, it's quite rightly private, and I would definitely agree they don't need to tell us anything. Uh, but this hasn't stopped people online from hotly debating whether the rumored settlement is fair or whether he should even be getting any money at all, I suppose. And mm. so this is what I wanted to bring up. So, so to be clear, she's not giving her ex-husband 140 million pounds. It looks like that's the amount of her estate that is maybe in question whether it's going to be split between the two. But the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because on social media, all of a sudden, we had a lot of women who were very skeptical about divorce courts being fair with uh, a celebrity's money, which is not something we had seen previously. Oh, how the tables have turned. No, it's how the turntables have turned. If really? people, well, it's an office reference. If you guys, if any of you understand that reference, we can be friends. I don't. He does not. He's such a Dwight. I mean, okay. So uh, this is what some someone put out in response to this. Uh, Jeff Bezos, $30 billion for divorce. Michael Jordan, $168 million for divorce. Arnold Schwarzenegger, $300 million. Adele, $140 million. Somebody is wondering why Oprah Winfrey hasn't married her boyfriend of 30 years. So yeah, I mean, uh, divorces cost a lot of money if you're a celebrity, which makes sense because there's a lot of assets on the table. Right. Um, women, though... I didn't see a lot of people complaining that Michael Jordan was being ripped off or even Jeff Bezos, not a lot of women anyway. This one person said, men are really not realizing most women get money out of a divorce because they gave up their entire lives to take care of the home, children, and husband. Adele's ex didn't give up anything. That's why we're saying he doesn't deserve anything. You don't know that though. Yeah, you, you don't, don't know, know that. that. And then there's also like, you get all those feminist arguments that you need to pay for care labor. Yeah. So like, how much how much money are we talking about now? Yeah. Does every care laborer need to get half of Jeff Bezos' uh, you know, <laughs> the amount of money he has, like whatever hundred billions it's worth at this point? Yeah. Is that what care labor's worth? Is that how much money we're gonna be printing to pay you to yeah. to do what you did anyways? And so it's just yeah. it's an inconsistent position to have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and it's like Adele's sense. the primary breadwinner. I'm I'm supposing I can't imagine what someone would need to do in terms of work to make more money than Adele. Um wouldn't isn't it it is a quality to say okay well then the husband who stayed at i'm guessing and maybe did more housework than her he should get half of it there's no reason to believe that he did any less than a woman who's married to a celebrity in this situation none at all yeah. and what i thought was so funny is um how how quickly things went to murder <laughs> or at least people joking about uh you know killing the husband and not have to pay him let me tell you something i ain't no killer but if i was adele then you know who knows and um yeah, petition for Adele to not give a single penny to her ex-husband. And this one I I, I thought fun, was funny. Um, if you guys have seen Tiger King, Adele, when she finds out she has to pay her ex-husband $171 million for the divorce, and you see Adele morphing into Carol Baskins. I y thought that yeah. was good. For those who don't understand and haven't seen Tiger King, Carol Baskin is... She fed her husband to a tiger. Allegedly. 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 Uh, very allegedly. Yeah. But, um, but yes, it's a great meme. I, I didn't see many people saying Jeff Bezos should maybe kill his wife when they were getting divorced. Did no, you? I, I no, think I, I missed didn't. that. I yeah. mean, I mean, listen, divorce is it. It shouldn't be a thing. It's the. It's it's. To me, that I, so I I don't have all that much sympathy for anyone in these situations because the way I see it is like divorce is like it's. It should be like it should be an exception, totally like an actual yeah, exception. Yeah, not you know? not but like the norm. And it's I, much, I, I get it's commonplace. That, yeah. I mean, so I don't I don't know how you do this right. To be honest, I don't, I don't think you can do it right. Is the thing right? Because it's you're talking about how do you best separate something that wasn't meant to be separated. And if if a couple is going through a divorce, I'm hoping that they're at a point where they're able to settle things amicably, right? Yes. That's the ideal situation where you don't even need to get the courts involved mm -hmm. um, because you can just agree 
amongst yourself how to split things up or whatever. But it's like if you're trying to get in a court system, it's I, I don't I don't know how you do this. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Apparently, we have a bunch of people who maybe will be joining the MRA boards to talk about unfair court systems in divorce. I, I don't know. Or maybe they're just going to forget about it the next time it's it's the gender roles are switched. I suspect that will be the case. Probably. And it's too bad because we're having all these little moments of like maybe people are having clarity about some things. Uh, we also had some people saying, well, they were only married for three years. Why does she or why would he get anything? Um, they were actually together since i think 2011 and there's the whole issue of like common law marriage yeah which we have over here where we live where it's if people live together even if they're not married like legally they can still i guess be eligible for their partner's assets if, if they break up and you can still take that to court it's well, very in confusing in the eyes of the government they are married yeah. At least here. If you live with a partner for two years or more, the government will see you as legally married, which entitles you to also tax benefits or what have you. So there, Or tax negatives. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's... It, it definitely muddies things up a little bit in that. But, but see, again, like, it doesn't, I don't think it changes anything, though. I don't think it changes, like... Well, there's a difference the between... The of divorce. Yeah, no, the, I, I don't think the government should be in this type of thing to begin with, like whether that's granting marriage or deciding what's best for people. The only reason yeah. we have government in this is because people can't decide things themselves, which yeah. I think is a mistake. Well, also alimony, by the way, complete... I, I, I totally disagree with that. Like when you're paying for the... the to maintain the standard of living of your yeah. spouse. That's like, what is, no, that's, I don't care who's doing it for who. It's ridiculous. Yeah, because you know? I can, I, I understand childcare, obviously. Yeah, I understand child support and I even understand splitting the assets because if if that person was with you throughout everything, yeah. like, I do think, like like Jeff Bezos' wife is a good example. Like, she was with him throughout all of that. Mm. I, I don't know if it's fair to say, like, okay, half, but I do think there should be, like, and again, it's not like there's a perfect way to do this because these no. are things that shouldn't have to go to court. Let them sort it out on their own. Yeah, that's, I think that would, would be better. Like. Um, but yeah, uh, so some celebrity uh, female privilege being checked there. I am quite curious to see the whole Amber Heard situation in particular unfold just because that's one of the messy, messiest ones. But I think aside from that, that's pretty much all we have to say for now. And we will see you guys next week.